You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Payments Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Earnwine, and I'm joined today by my good friend, COO and co-founder of the Galaxy app. And, and Solo, pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So Solo, for those who don't know, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Galaxy is and what it does and a little bit of background on, on your company. Sure. Sounds good. So Galaxy is the open social marketplace for and by creators. Essentially, what we want to be is the coolest spot for social interactions to happen as well as, you know, on the blockchain, as well as a cool place for NFTs to be displayed, um, traded, and really gawked over at this point in time. When you think about what the creator economy looks like and what we've seen with the rise of crypto as a means of a community building tool for creators, you know, anybody that has a presence online. Um, whether it's social media superstars on TikTok or professional athletes, we want to be that cool place for them to, you know, build communities and interact with them um, in a holistic manner. So, you know, we have two main products, I would say, um, you know, we have creator tokens, which are personalized cryptocurrencies for influencers and creators to use as a mechanism for, you know, interactions with their fans, their fans buy their crypto, their crypto allows them to unlock engagements with creators like video calls or video messages, things that people are, accustomed to doing, but also being built on Web3 technology, we want to be able to lean into that decentralized future and allow people to introduce things like NFTs to audiences that might not be so familiar with it. So we're super excited, you know, with the roster of creators that we have, um, as well as our unique value proposition by being that cool social home um, that doesn't really exist in the blockchain space. Wow. So there's a lot to unpack there. So I guess to, to start, you guys allow individuals and celebrities and influencers to create their own marketable tokens uh, and in the form of a cryptocurrency. We can get into the the cool stuff that you guys are doing with uh, NFTs as well. And so what is it about the Galaxy app that allows these creators to create their own tokens? Like what is the process behind that? I know you guys are using blockchain technology, but you know, how is that, how is that powered and what advantages does it give to the creator and the end user uh, when they're consuming these tokens to exchange value with the influencer um, as opposed to, you know, fiat currency? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you think about the whole world of the creator economy currently, right, and you take a step back and really think about how our interactions are powered these days through fiat, there's been a growing push towards direct-to-consumer mechanisms, right? And so that sounds like an analog to crypto within itself, um, peer-to-peer, right? And so when you think about the rise of the next generation of monetization apps like Cameo, Patreon, um, you know, those creator-centric platforms where creators are allowed to turn themselves into a business in a presence, um, and build communities where they can directly or more equitably, uh, equitably monetize their presence, right? You know, that's kind of the difference between like an Instagram or a TikTok where you're trying to get views or likes or whatever the mechanism is, but hoping to leverage it into a brand deal to then get paid versus monetizing the content and the IP that you put out originally, right? And so that's what Cameo and Patreon introduced to us. What we decided to do is kind of take something that is another technology, which are cryptocurrencies, you know, people, cryptocurrencies have been around for a long period of time. We're not the first platform to allow people to do or issue cryptocurrencies for personalized networks. But what we have done that is novel is apply 
things and create a mechanism for them to be used and redeemed in a manner that's consumer friendly to what we're already doing, right? And so that's a very fancy way of saying Galaxy as an application is something that speaks to the Creators Galaxy protocol, which is a open source permissionless protocol that allows anybody to create tokens, two types, creator tokens as well as non-fungible tokens. And what Galaxy is, is a very easy to use application in which that people or creators can do this, these things without knowing what they're really doing, right? So you take somebody that's an Instagram influencer or a TikToker who might not be super tech heavy or tech savvy into the blockchain and, and, and wanting to you know, create you know, their different own portals or use that technology or integrate that technology with the protocol directly. Galaxy is the missing application layer that makes it easy in a, you know, a, a seamless transition that feels and looks like an Instagram for creators to do these things. And then we've created or built in these features and engagements like video calls, video messages, you know, subscriptions, content on a monthly basis so that that's something that scales and can be introduced to audiences that aren't crypto set, right? Like people are going to want to buy Zeke's token to an eight-year-old Dallas Cowboys super fan is going to want to buy Zeke Elliott's token to buy a video call with that. I don't have to explain why you want to do that. It tugs on his heartstrings. That's like allowing him to get closer and closer to Zeke in a way that he previously hasn't been able to. And so that's why we chose to build it that way. But then also, like you mentioned before, being able to dive into things like NFTs and that way in a manner that can be received in a way that they can hear us and they being, you know, audiences that are outside the crypto community. That's why we made the deliberate decisions to be built like that. Okay, cool. So it's, it's a solution that allows these creators to take advantage of some of the benefits of cryptocurrency technology without having to understand the ins and outs of the technological integrations necessary and, and still take advantage of it. So you guys basically provide them with all the tools similar to the way that like a Cameo or you know other similar apps provide. But in this case, you're also adding the added benefit of being able to tokenize those transactions. Yep, absolutely. It's, and when I think about it right now in the crypto industry or the blockchain industry as a whole, user experience is something that is really behind the technology itself. Something that's as streamlined and familiar as traditional social media is going to be what scales. And so what our company, you know, pillars has always been trying to be the most user-friendly experience. Like I don't want people to understand blockchain or need to, you know, they can if they would like, and we have resources available. Our white paper is out there so that people can read, understand the technology if they would like. But if it's a precursor to understanding or using my platform, we fail if that's like how we're going to go about right. it. And so we really want this to be something that is something that people use, but don't necessarily have to know the ins and outs of, you know, in order to use, right? Like if you think about your car, do you really know how your engine works? No, but you know how to drive the thing. So like, that's what we're really trying to do is really empower these sorts of engagements. And then lastly, too, in the, in the, in the social token space or the creator currency space, you can create cryptocurrencies, like I mentioned before, but the problem is the onus becomes on the creators to find avenues for them to be redeemed for things that people want to buy, aka set up a website here, a website there, and accept it as a form of payment to give it utility. Calyxy, within a matter of seconds, introduces utility through a suite of features that people already know and behaviors that people already do. Right. So as far as the, the tokens themselves, you mentioned that uh, Zeke Elliott, who I know is one of your partners on this, and, and he's going to be one of the creators available on Galaxy. What, what sorts of things can a end user use these tokens for, to put it into better context? Use the example of a 
Zeke Elliott, Cowboys fan who wants to, you know, hang out with Zeke or, you know, have a video call with Zeke. And are there other use cases that would help us like better contextualize the advantage of using these tokens? Um, and yeah. then are there any other um, partners that you're excited about just to, to also, you know, provide better context as to, to what yeah, you're building? Absolutely. That's a great question. So I think for us, the reason why we built it very open-ended is community dependent. So Zeke is not a content creator and he's an influencer and there is a difference, right? Like he's yeah. not in the business of putting together vlogs and videos and stuff like that for people to watch. Like he's just a present. And so for him to connect with his fans, that might be very different than say his celebrity chef, who we also have, who cooks for a lot of the Cowboys or Tiana Taylor, a Sony music artist, or, you know, Matt James, the bachelor, et cetera, the reality TV star. These people are going to interact with their fans in a way that makes sense for them. And so we've pre-built a lot of different features like video calls, like cameo style video messages that all live within the app. Um, you know, a subscription program called Fan Club that's similar to like a Patreon so that you can very easily monetize on a passive basis um, your IP that you put forward through exclusive means. And then there's also a custom feature, quite honestly, which we're super excited about that allows somebody like a personal trainer or a chef to offer, you know, time specifically to something that makes sense. So a cooking class, or a training session. And all of these engagements are redeemable and live within the application. So we don't want people to have to, you know, book the time and then go to this other application and then go there. That, that's how attrition happens. Yeah. We want it to be a very holistic ecosystem for all these exist, you know, these interactions to exist, right? Like if you wanted to FaceTime LeBron James right now, you could DM him, you could offer $10,000. He will not see it, right? There is no way or easy way right. to kind of crowdsource this information from a creator's perspective. And there aren't that many technologies out there that enable these engagements um, to happen in a seamless fashion. Right. And I, I think that's one of the cool things about Galaxy. It, it allows, you know, just similar to our other point, it allows people that aren't as familiar with cryptocurrency to get involved in it, but it also, and, and it has the immediate utility of using those tokens. And it also is, has people that are involved that they would recognize and that they would like, you know, would drive interest towards it. So I think as like the crypto industry develops, it's going to be one of those things that also helps allows regular people to start to take advantage of, of tokens and and um, allows them to better contextualize the value of, that these apps are going to be bringing in the future. And I like what you were saying about how uh, these tokens, you, you can set some initial utility with them to help contextualize, but it also allows the creator to some you know room to explore what kinds of things that these tokens can do. As far as the tokens themselves, for someone that might not be that familiar with you know, NFTs, are, are these NFTs or like what, what makes these NFTs, how are these tokens, you know, different than regular money? And then it's funny that you're, you're on the podcast. So this is, we're filming this in October when, you know, cryptocurrency is, is going crazy with, uh, you know, speculative buyers. Is it something that you would consider introducing to Galaxy? Uh, you know, right now, from my understanding in, in this use case, the tokens would be, you know, controlled to a set, you know, fiat currency amount like in, in value but is that something that you're willing to open up later as as uh, yeah. you know, speculation goes crazy in cryptocurrency would you be able to speculate yeah. on the value of a celebrity's tokens yeah you gotta you gotta you got our playbook it looks like but uh yeah <laughs> no so on day one each token is going to be you know pegged as a stable current like a stable coin um pegged one to one to usdc which is one usd and essentially right. what that is is it allows us to introduce this to fans without the added complexity of market dynamics, right? If you know that 20 Z coins are pegged to one USD, 20 Z coins are going to be $20 today. Tomorrow, 
until they are not, you know, pegged one-to-one with USDC. And that's going to be something that allows an eight-year-old or somebody who's not that sophisticated to partake in the engagements that come with Zeke. Now, some creators, especially the blockchain-based ones or the crypto enthusiasts, you have some of those influencers that are big crypto enthusiasts, people like a Matt James, people like my co-founder, Spencer Dinwiddy, I should shout out Spencer. He's the other co-founder of Galaxy, starting point guard for the Washington Wizards. Their fan bases are so crypto savvy that a dynamically priced token might make sense for them, but it may never make sense for Zeke Elliott's fan base. And so we want to give these creators both options in order for them to redeem these services in a way that makes sense to their fan base so that they can maximize the value. Obviously, a speculative coin gives a lot of upside to both parties involved. So we would like to educate our creators and our fan base, you know, to moving towards that eventually. But we want to be very deliberate and kind of walk that sort of line from Web 2 to Web 3, right? Like, Ultimately, like the idea of decentralization, web two to web three, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to use as the analog to kind of what's happening right now in society, we get there over time and not at one snap of a, you know, one, right. one snap or one point in time, right? Like that's going to be something that you have to ease into people's minds. And so that's the stable coins or the creator tokens. Those are, you know, synonymous with cryptocurrencies. So they're just stable tokens, wrapped stable tokens. And then the other type of token, which are NFTs, those are, you know, we're super excited about being able to help influencers on a point and shoot basis, tokenize, you know, digital art and their IP that they put together. But what really is exciting about our market is that at the end of the day, NFTs are really hot, right? But it's a little bit saturated to the point where you can't just take a picture of anything as a JPEG and create an NFT and make a lot of money off of it anymore. Like, right, right. you were able to do that three, four or five months ago, because those were some of the first NFTs ever created. And people were just trying to figure out what this is. Now, like people are looking for that utility argument. Like, what do these NFTs allow you to do? Like, why do you want to own them? Why are they verifiably scarce, right? right? And I think what we really have on our side is that that whole ecosystem that we built as a social platform with the use of creator tokens is a bunch of utility just sitting there to be tapped and integrated well with the NFT market, right? So like if you bought Zeke's NFT and maybe you were able to collect one, you know, one bronze edition, one silver edition, one gold edition, that unlocked you to get a platinum edition, but also a video call with Zeke, right? Like we have all that infrastructure here, right? And so that's essentially how you end up being able to monetize and really bring in about, you know, into a deeper basis, um, your fan base. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, it's not just going to be art collectors. It's going to be people that are wanting to buy that time or get that time with people right. um, that are going to start to collect these things, right? And obviously more people to the market, better execution, prices, price action can be positive. Right. And so ultimately, that's kind of what we're super excited about is creating this first, the world's first holistic ecosystem that ties personalized cryptocurrencies as well as NFTs together in one holistic ecosystem that does not exist. I think that'd be amazing. I think I think that's super helpful for people that when I've tried to explain NFTs, I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, an NFT expert. But when people don't like understand, like, okay, I have a JPEG and it's like, you know, on the blockchain, you can define that this as my JPEG, my image, I'm the owner. And there's no way to dispute that. But like, what does that actually get you? And so uh, it's interesting when you see games and these different, you know, mini worlds, or in your case, a galaxy that are being created, where each NFT has utility that is specific to that game or that world. And so, for instance, if you know, in, in your in your context, it makes it very easy to understand because it's like, you know, this NFT is not just an image. This image allows you 
to get something in particular from like whoever the exactly. influencer is. Just like in an NFT game world, you know, this NFT token is the eagle and allows you to fly in the game. If you don't have the eagle, you have to walk. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's the perfect way to explain it. And I think that's going to be what it takes, right? Because also like you're seeing a lot of people change their profiles on Twitter to NFTs that they don't own, right? But Twitter yeah. actually went on record saying that they're going to prove or allow people to verify that they are owners of NFTs and upload the NFTs as their profile pictures as another mechanism so that people can kind of justify Oh, like it, it, it's very hard, right? Because like, if I gave you the actual Mona Lisa, you'd be able to understand that that's value, right? You would just know right. it, you could see it, touch it. It's the original, it's value, right? But the problem with a digital image is that I can Google that exact image and it's hard for us to not, you know, be able to wrap our minds around something that's so intangible. Why do you care? Like, why would you pay $200,000 for that image when I literally Googled that exact same image and made it my profile picture and that I'm using it in the exact same way that you're using it, right? As your profile picture, I was able to do the same thing. But essentially what there's gonna be more, what's gonna happen is there's gonna be more and more opportunities for people to showcase their NFTs as proven verified owners of the right. actual images, which is gonna create that utility, which is gonna be like, you can't appropriate that, you can't create that, you can't spread misinformation about you owning that. And so that's only going to be po positive for the market, right? If you could own an NFT and obviously be able to prove that you're the owner of it, the reasons for owning one go up drastically, right? And that's just the type of society that we live in. People want to be able to showcase the stuff they own as their own and not anyone else. And so that's kind of what we're really working towards is more of those opportunities to be able to prove that stuff. And so like even NFTs, they live on different NFT marketplaces, you know, Coinbase, FTX, all these people are looking to create marketplaces, but there really needs to be a social home, a fun place for people to go there that live outside of this crypto universe, right? Like you don't want to feel like you're opening your brokerage account to access these types of things, right? It'd be really cool to go to a social home, a clubhouse, a Twitter, an Instagram, or something like it to hang out and look at these NFTs and engage with the creators. Right. And, and use the NFTs in a, in a fun way. So like right now, I just feel like the, the usage of them is still something that's still wide open as to, as to what, what's possible. The other thing I feel like, you know, it's should touch back on is the speculatory piece. So I think that what you're doing is smart. It makes sense that what you're building in order to make it stable and long lasting, you can't have these tokens just have a floating rate and then just open it up into, it'll turn into like a speculative, you know, mess for lack of a better terms. But I think once you develop and people actually adopt the technology and adopt the app itself over time, the more users you have and the actual use case for each token is clear. I think that's when it opens that opportunity to be more of a speculative instrument. And then do you find that, I mean, people probably ask you a lot, but is it, is it similar to a way of just token? It's almost like tokenizing the human being behind it in that like you're almost investing in that human being or like, I would probably short myself if I could do that. But like, I'm right with you. I'm right with you. But like, so, so like, what is, what is that like though? Like, how would you explain how that works to somebody who asks you that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this opens a whole different question about DeFi and like what people should really be worth. And I could talk a long time about this, but I think, you know, it's a distinctly different product. Stable coins and dynamically priced tokens are very different. So full transparency, like on day one, all the creators that we have on Calaxy are stable coins. And the reason why we did that, again, is like we spoke about, is about that palatability. When you open it up to dynamically priced tokens, obviously, it's a better way to manage time too, 
right? So like if they become more scarce and become more expensive to buy these, you know, quote, representations of people's time and access to them, it makes it a lot easier for the creator to respond to the inquiries that they get, right? Like if, it, if, if buying a video call from LeBron James is 10 tokens today, which is $10, but it's dynamically priced and all of a sudden LeBron's token jumps to $1,000, now that's $10,000. So like his request will continue to be reflective of the market pricing at that point in time. And so for anything, it's probably most helpful with the time management aspect of it. Um, but to your point, obviously there are gonna be people that like to speculate on everything, whether it's a pair of shoes, whether it's whatever, um, people can speculate on things. And so I think as that product, you know, continues to, you know, evolve and become something that people are a lot more you know, comfortable with, that's how you kind of get to that market. But if you're LeBron James and you have a dynamically priced token, you have a market cap. And if you're as big as he is, like he should be able to monetize or be able to profit off of his image. And this is the first way to like tokenizing yourself is the way to do that. And the way you right. get there is really through personalized cryptocurrencies, not like, you know, cause people have been thinking about putting people on the, you know, the NYSE for a long period of time. How do you tokenize somebody or how do you put somebody as, you know, create stock or trade somebody? This is how you kind of do it. Right. If you really think about it, these are the baby steps into what is a 10 year journey to potentially getting there. Right? right. And if you're LeBron James and you're sitting on, you know, half of your token supply and you have a market cap that's, ver cap that's verifiable, you should be able to a bank like Entity and be able to take out a loan at a very, very favorable interest rate because right. you have an image and that's worth something. Right. You think about and it's not just the LeBron James of the world, it's the TikTokers, the Charlie D'Amelio's that have 120 million people following them or something like crazy like that. They should be able to monetize themselves and their image from just walking around. 100%. Like that's that that's the problem with the creator economy right now is that you can't do those things because it's not equitable in the way in which creators are currently making money because it's like the cartel. Everyone gets paid before they do, right? And so we're trying to help create a future where we can kind of walk the line to eventually getting there. And if you ask Spencer, like you know, he went on Robin Hood a little while back and. Um, you know, this podcast every now and then, and he talks about kind of what the dream is and the vision is there, but we want to kind of walk towards that type of society. How do you get there? You know, you kind of walk until you can run, you know, Spencer right. securitized his contract previous to working at Calgary. I was a securitization investment banker. And we went through that exercise as a proof of concept to what ultimately became this long journey to personal monetization. And so hopefully in the future, like people are going to be able to do more things like that. And um, you know, monetize themselves and their IP and contractual value in a way that uh, can make sense. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, especially with, with one of those last points, you said that I used like Charlie, I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Demilio. And it's just you like, I mean, TikTok, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, when you look at like these Instagram influencers in general and, and the the marketing economy and, and how much power that these people have, like the Kardashians, for instance, to me, it wasn't even like their television show that made them so famous. It was like their social media presence and what they do online. It's just changing the way that brands are marketed. And, and I feel like one thing that empowers, the, the good thing about a galaxy that it empowers these influencers to have full control over how that's monetized and full control over what they do in their content. Whereas if they're on Instagram, if they're on you know, some of these other social media sites that are where, where they're producing and sharing their content, like you said, they could be just, just by virtue of being on their platform, on this social media platform, they're almost like working for that platform because they're driving exactly. viewership and they're driving eyes to the ads that they have no control over on, that are like on the next scroll, whereby you guys are the ones that are, you're actually putting all the control and the monetization in the creator's hands. 
Yeah, and um, if you think about it, that really just speaks about centralization generally, right? Like you saw yeah. what happened with Facebook and all of these things. Like Instagram people make money off, a living off of that. There are many people that couldn't post for whatever brand deal that they were supposed to post to on that day, and that's their livelihood. And yeah. that's the problem. And I think in this, you know, I grow up from a, you know, a foreign background. My parents are from West Africa. And I think, I think about this a lot, but like, I think when you grow up in the developed world, you, we believe on the endorsement model. Like you need to be able to like credibility is big here, like in the States, right? Like super important to be able to point to some entity or someone and be like, I trust that person, which right. is like the exact opposite thinking of what blockchain and that ethos is. So it's, unnatural to think these ways, but you think about these big giants as these, you know, verified, impenetrable, big entities that could never be, can never go down, but they're impenetrable until they're not, right? right. And so there could be a risk, you know, when it comes to that. And so it's, I think it's going to be more of those examples, whether it's, maybe it's not information leak, which is also really bad, but it could be financial information that's leaked. It could be medical records. It could be a lot of different things that could you know, and this is really a much bigger conversation than Calixy. Right. But in general, like even from a creator perspective, it's kind of a microcosm of all of that because, you know, no matter what happens, they will always have their tokens. They will always have their NFTs and they'll be able to get paid off of their NFTs in perpetuity, right? Like, you know, that's another thing too for artists trying to monetize digital art. They can get paid royalties or not royalties, but essentially a 15% cut or whatever that, you know, figure is in perpetuity forever off of every subsequent trading of their art. And so you think about that, like you're really enabling these people with community building tools that exceed far longer any timelines that myself, Spencer, or anyone at our company could put on the, these assets, right? That's kind of the future. Right. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I love about NFTs and, and, and it's, it, that, that's like, I'm, I'm still learning more and more about it, but it's another thing that helps contextualize the value of it. When you have, an artist now, like a Banksy, he sells his piece of artwork, the shredded paper, all that good stuff. The next person that then sells that artwork, you know, they might earn, turn a profit on it because it's a higher value than when they originally bought it. Banksy does not see any of that. He only sells the yep. initial investment. However, when you're using an NFT, you can embed it in the code to say that for the next buyer, um, the original buyer receives 2% yeah, of the value of the transaction yeah. and then so on and so forth. So applying that to something like content creation, which is something that's very familiar for us, like scrolling Instagram every day and making it tangible for, you know, they put their pictures out there every day. Think yeah. about it. They put their pictures out there. They don't know what happens with them next. They live on Instagram, people appropriate and move them everywhere. They don't right? own them. They don't, yeah. It's tough, you know? Right. You know, I, I wanted to also touch back on, on your background because I think like the origin story of Galaxies is a really cool one. And you talked a little bit about yourself. So I know you started this with your friend Spencer. Why don't you give me a little background about, you know, yourself and how you ended up, um, you know, creating Galaxy and then, you know, the, the journey of, of Galaxy's origin story, so to speak. Yeah, sure. For sure. So, you know, my name, like, like I said, my name's Solo. I'm from St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> worked at Citigroup as an investment banker uh, prior to finding Galaxy with my friend or family friend, Spencer Dinwiddie of the Washington Wizards. In terms of how we really got started, it, it really turned into me wanting to kind of get, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I kind of wanted to apply the information that I was learning, you know, whether it was in college or, you know, at, you know, work um, to something that I was passionate about. And I thought that, you know, myself, you know, being a division one athlete and then, you know, knowing a lot of creators or athletes themselves too, I wanted to help alleviate the, the issues that really arose with the creator economy and how they can monetize themselves. And so securitization, obviously, you know, anyone that's unfamiliar with that, 
um, the idea of being able to kind of create a way or, you know, a mechanism for, you know, upfront financing based off of a pool of collateral, you know, that kind of wasn't very hard for me to think, oh, I have friends that have MBA contracts. Why doesn't the collateral just naturally turn to something like that? And obviously I have friends that are extremely, supremely intelligent people like Spencer who are forward leaking, trying to do things like that with their contract. And so the original story was really trying to be more of a, a true fintech company um, that was trying to help create you know, liquidity, you know, uh, unlock track liquidity in things like, you know, in illiquid assets like MBA contracts or music royalties or things like that. So his contract securitization was something that I helped him with or as an advisor with and in some capacity for him to be one of the first or the first MBA player to do that as a mechanism for unlocking trapped liquidity. And ultimately that could be something that could be applied to those things that I mentioned before. But we realized that like, you know, while that is something that is very much so what we want to do and help and be, be the standard for uh, personal monetization. So the Vanguard or the Fidelity, if you will, we want to be like that. You know, we realized that the social media landscape is really big right now and people are monetizing their time and like things that they do as services. Like that's something that makes a lot of sense to people. And so we kind of ran in with that and then eventually kind of, you know, went from there. The NFT market took off and uh, blockchain's in vogue in right now. And so I think we were just very lucky, you know, timing wise, just a lot of pieces coming together at the right time. And, um, you know, my team's amazing. It's not just us two. Like I have a chief technology officer named Cooper. We poached him from Hedera, um, whom we're built on. Shout out to Hedera. Best decentralized public blockchain um, that we like. Private blockchain rather. But, um, you know, I think uh, from that perspective, Great team internally, externally, you know, my chief design officer, Chad Weston, um, shout out Chad. He's behind all the digital and the digital and everything that you've ever seen image wise of Calixi. He's done a great job bringing that vision to life. My chief strategy officer, my chief, you know, chief of staff, Shava and Rusty, love those guys too. Um, and then also externally advisors, Rohan from Dapper Labs, the CEO of NBA Top Shot an advisor to our project too. So yeah, it's been a journey that we have a lot of people on with us. And so we're super excited about, you know, how we've gotten here so far. Yeah, you guys have some some serious brain power on your end. Every time, you know, I've, I've met anybody from your side or, you know, I've heard you talk about it. It's, just, it's very impressive who you guys have involved. And it's super impressive. I mean, like that story, it's almost understated. It's like, you're like, yeah, you know, we were just like, oh, we're just going to casually you know, convert uh, an MBA contract and like into like securitized. Oh, it was like, a, it was a thing. You can look it up. <laughs> I mean, Spencer got definitely got sued by the MBA. It was it was interesting. <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff, but necessary stuff uh, ultimately, kind of you know, in in our journey here. Yeah, and, and it's an incredible story. And so, I mean, you know, you've been great so far. I think uh, I know you have to run soon, so we have a couple minutes left. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that you're excited about Galaxy? Um, you know, when is like the soonest that users can start to, you know, consume content on Galaxy and, and start to, to make use of these tokens? So, um, you know, what's next for Galaxy and for the listeners, how do they start to, um, you know, get involved in using your platform? Yeah, absolutely. So the date today is October 19th. We should be in the App Store very shortly here uh, for what would be our early access, uh, you know, to the Galaxy application available in iOS. You know, we're going to be super excited to introduce different creators and their communities there as well. Um, we have sign-up wait lists uh, for creators specific. So if you happen to see a creator that you like and they're on the Galaxy, wait, or they're on the Galaxy platform, um, you can sign up on their wait list as well as our general wait list that's on www.galaxy.com. You know, you can definitely follow our Twitter at Galaxy app. 
our Instagram at Calyxy app as well for updates. Uh, you know, myself, if you're listening to this as a creator or somebody that has an influencer presence on the you know web and you're interested about NFTs and blockchain, you know, feel free to hit me up personally on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Solo Cisay. S-O-L-O-C-E-E-S-A-Y at Twitter. And on Instagram, same thing, at solo.cse. But yeah, no, we're super excited about this journey. And, you know, last and most importantly, big shout out to the list of creators that we have. We have over 120 influencers, creators, celebrities that are excited to, you know, do this journey with us. And so um, we're super excited with, uh, you know, how everything will pan out. Yeah, I'm excited too. You know, just from when when I first heard about this to, to where you guys are today, it's gone you know, it's grown so rapidly and, and, you know, shout out to all the people that you've mentioned, you have an amazing team and you guys have been really putting your brand out there. So really excited to see what's next. Um, I'm happy you guys are going to be on the app store soon. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, have fun playing around on your app. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's been great having you on. Thank you very much. Um, solo, you know, hit rewind. If you want to get all those details as to, as to follow up what's next for the, the galaxy app and uh, yeah, looking forward to, to continue to hear about what you guys are building. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks Scott. All right. Thanks a lot, Solo. Take care. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.